Betty Levette's career has had its ups and downs over the decades. At one point, she says she even considered walking away from music. But thankfully, she persevered, and her most recent string of successes have earned her Grammy nods, a visit to the Obama White House, and admission to the Blues Hall of Fame. But what Levette wants more than anything... That's respect from new young artists, fans, and of course, from the music industry. Levette returns to the region to headline the Ann Arbor Folk Festival on Saturday, February 1st. I got to speak with her about her long experience on stage and why she thinks older artists just aren't getting their due. Well, it, it's been, uh, I was just saying in another interview, this, this is my fifth career, and it seems to have worked a little better than the other ones. <laughs> How do you accomplish being a, like such a tireless performer? Like, I, do you have any moments where you're just like, oh, I just don't, you know, this show tonight, I'm not, I'm not feeling it right now, or is it just always I, a pleasure I, to be on I'm stage? I'm almost 75 years old, and there aren't any nights when I feel like holding my stomach in, putting on really high heels, and thrashing about the stage and smiling. So <laughs> every night is like that. But this is what I do. And the moment that I hear the intro to the song for the next 90 minutes or two hours, whatever it is, I am totally into it. But in the morning, if you wake me up and say, hey, let's put on some high heels and go and do it. <laughs> no. But there was a time when you could have wakened me at 11 in the morning and said, hey, let's go do a show. And I would have said, where? Let's go. <laughs> yeah, when I read about your career, I, the word perseverance just, you know, comes to mind. Was there ever a time when you were frustrated with the music industry and thought about, you know, just kind of quitting? Uh, a week before last. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, no I, quit, uh, I quit continuously. You know, I, I quit any time it's not working right. Any time it's, you know, something really uh, dire to me or bad happens or whatever, a contract falls apart, I quit. You know, in my head, but apparently never in my heart, because the moment the phone rings and they say, come and do it again. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think that is about you that wants to keep coming back to the stage in the studio? Well, it, I've given the better part of my life to it at this point, I know how to do it more proficiently than I know how to do anything. And uh, it, it would be stupid for me to, even if I only made a little bit of money doing this, I do it better than I do anything else. And people who do all kinds of other things come to see me do it. <laughs> what, what has been your, your biggest pride in the last couple of years of your career? Oh, well, this fiscal year that's uh, been happening here for the last 15 years. Um, the Kennedy Center Honors, getting five Grammy nominations, going to the White House. This one seems to have been more friendly <laughs> than the other four careers. But all four of those careers, uh, they just didn't happen by osmosis, and they didn't just pick me out of thin air. Uh, the people who have recorded me in the last 15 years recorded me because they knew me and I had some prior work, whether it was uh, commercially viable or not. It was very good work, and it enabled me to uh, keep hanging on. Well, I mean, with, with that, with 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 all the, all the accolades you just mentioned, the Grammy nominations, visiting the White House, performing at the Kennedy Center, uh, is there? 
anything in particular that you're eager to do that you'd want to add to you know yes, your list of accomplishments? I'd like to make some money, and I would like to win a Grammy. <laughs> but it's it's uh, I think that every every artist when they've gotten to my age, they uh, always lament the the youth and say that the business is driven by youth, and it always has been. But I think this is the first time that it's been driven by youth while completely forgetting about the past. Well, for me, for instance, all the things that I tried to learn to do and whoever I tried to be or stand in the mirror and pretend to be when I first started, they were from other artists, artists that preceded me. And there was always somebody to aspire to. But uh, I remember uh, uh, just recently uh, <laughs> a passage my husband was showing me online from somewhere when one of the young uh, rap artists said, I make my own beats. And Clyde Stubblefield from James Brown said, that's cute. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of curious, you're talking about the younger artists, you know, do you think they face different challenges or more unique challenges than, than you did when you were starting out? I don't know that they really face any challenges at all. They have so many avenues now, and the things that they do can instantaneously happen and instantaneously dissipate, and that seems to be okay with everybody. So I don't think that they even face, certainly not the black uh, uh, artists, they certainly are not faced with the, uh, the the same challenges that black artists of my time faced. When you look at, at, at the Beatles and the Rolling Stones and people like that who, who revered John Lee Hooker and the Muddy Waters and whomever, they uh, now, the black artists uh, that are revered by whites are worshipped by them. <laughs> so that, that cuts down one challenge right there. <laughs> when you can walk in and be um, James Brown and Elvis Presley and you can both be Elvis Presley now, <laughs> that cuts down a great challenge. You, with everybody feeling that they're a singer-songwriter producer now, if they, are, if they do get lucky and sell something, they own the entire thing. Certainly much more of it than artists have ever owned. They can sit in their basement and put it together, or indeed in their kitchen. Um, I, uh, I, I did a recording right at the top of this fifth career that I did sitting on the side of a bed with an engineer in his apartment. You know, so records are very easily made now and easily bought. And so, no, I do not think they are faced with the same challenges. But here again, I'm sure that uh, Bessie Smith would have said that I wasn't faced with the same challenges that she was. Older artists who have, you know, really put in the decades of time touring and recording and struggling, do you feel like they're not getting their due necessarily? Oh, I do not at all. I don't think respect or due. Uh, when I was just there at the Grammys this last time. I think it's ridiculous for me to lose um, a Grammy to someone who is younger than my granddaughter. You know, I, I, it's, if there is no good. Whatever it was, if it was making an omelet, I would make it better than them just by virtue of having made them longer. And so I think that they should have, I think that the Grammys, and such things should should have 
even if they wanted to stoop all the way down and call it an old folks category. <laughs> and now here's the old folks category. But for me to compete with somebody who's 19 or 20 years old, that's an insult that it took me to what it took me 19 or 20 years to learn how to do. I mean, I imagine at those award ceremonies you have interactions with some of the other people who are nominated in, in your category. Do Are, are they oh, pleasant I was this last time. Oh, man. They called me to come out to be on the board to select the nominee. And I did uh, Americana, American Folk. Oh, it was about four category blues, traditional blues. It, no, it was more than four. Maybe it was about six categories that I got a chance to vote in. I only went because I was nosy, and I just wanted to know what they were doing. <laughs> and I wanted to be the only one who knew who the nominees were. I am really nosy. But... Uh, it was really fun. It was the most interesting thing I've ever done. And it, uh, it even destroyed my faith more because the, the committee was very eclectic. It was like a young blues person, a young classical person, uh, Bobby Rush, myself, um, uh, the, the president of Rounder Records, one of the old blues labels. It, it, it was very, very eclectic. And uh, the things that the young people were saying <laughs> in defense of what we were listening to, I was, you know, we had, to, we had to have several conversations. And you see, I can talk. So we did. <laughs> so one last question for you. What makes a good audience for you? Do, you? do you like a rowdy audience that's interacting with, you know, the performance? Or do you want people to sit down and shut up and listen to you sing? I want them to sit down, shut up, and listen to me sing. <laughs> I, um, I, that's another thing about today's music. I feel if virtually everyone can sing the song exactly like you, what's the distinction of it? Can you imagine someone singing along with Sarah Vaughan? It's what's the distinction? I, I will never forget. Oh gosh, a few years ago they were showing these little. Sometimes you know how they show little clips uh, in between scenes at the Grammys or whatever, and they were showing all these little children, all these little girls at an all-girls school on a bus, and they were singing along with one of the Grammy-nominated songs. They sounded exactly like her. They did not miss a cue. They, they, they breathed with her. And you aren't supposed to be able to do that. That's, and we're supposed to look different than the people in the audience look. Mm-hmm. I, I, that's the way I always imagined it. That's the way I like it, and that's the way I do it. And I defy somebody to sing along with me. <laughs> That is the wonderful Betty Levette. She will be in town headlining on Saturday, February 1st for the Ann Arbor Folk Festival, which is a benefit for the ARC.